0: A lot of people say yes but the tithes are old covenant but abraham received the promise long before the covenant came Amen. all right so so uh, abraham gave a tithe 430 years before the law was given so the tithe uh, Yes, it's also repeated in the law. And the Levitical priesthood had to go take the tithes. But Melchizedek appeared to Abraham. And in Hebrews chapter 7, uh, it says it's about the priesthood. So where there's a change in covenant, there's a change in priesthood. So in, uh, in the old covenant, in the law, the tithes were taken by the Levites. But Abraham gave it. He gave it to Melchizedek. And Melchizedek is witnessed of to be high priest, while well, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is witnessed to be uh, priest forever, high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now if you read Hebrews chapter 7, Melchizedek is Jesus Christ, and he, and he, he appeared to him uh, in the valley, right there, if you read Genesis 13 and 14 and 15, okay, he appeared with, to him there, and Melchizedek gave him bread and wine, which is the gospel. Okay, so Abraham believed and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So, so the gospel was first preached to Abraham. Okay, so Abraham believed the promise before God spoke of the covenant that came. Okay, if you read Galatians chapter 3 and Hebrews chapter 9. All right, so, so now the tithe in itself speaks more about honoring the king then it speaks about something that you must do by a law. All right? So, but now let's just look at Malachi chapter 3. He says in verse 10, Bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income, into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And prove me now by it, says the Lord of hosts, that I will not open windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer. Okay. Is there a devourer on your finances that needs some rebuking? (laughs) Come on, just to be honest. I mean, you think you have some money set aside and then suddenly it's gone. You know, Uh, that's, uh, what's it, Proverbs uh, is it proverbs 18 or proverbs 23 is one of the two he says uh, you set your eyes upon wealth but suddenly it makes itself wings and flies to the heavens okay <laughs> okay so have you felt like you got something and you, you you had a plan for that money and then suddenly it's just no more <laughs> okay so god will he says i will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall Not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine drop its fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And the nations shall call you happy and blessed, for you shall be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. Your words have been strong and hard against me, says the Lord, yet you say, what have we spoken against you? So that's more contextual. Okay, so, uh, but God says in this thing, in this context, he says, prove me. He invites you to prove him in this. Okay, So in Hebrews chapter 6, also speaking of Melchizedek, speaking to pronouncing a blessing upon Abraham, uh, he said, God made a promise, and because he wanted to prove beyond all doubt the, the faithfulness of this promise, he confirmed it with an oath, so that by two immutable things, the promise and the oath, it would be impossible for God to ever deceive us or lead us astray. Okay? The promise and the oath. The promise is, blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply you. Then he swore by himself since he could not find anyone greater by whom to swear. Imagine God swearing by himself to bless you. And if you read the whole of Hebrews chapter 6, he's not only speaking to Abraham, but he's speaking to everyone that would believe all right, so God is speaking to you, and he says, listen, there's a promise standing, and that promise is confirmed with an oath. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply. All right, so that means we have something to stand on. And the rest of Hebrews 6 says it's like it's, we have this hope, which is like an anchor that anchors us in the very certainty of the presence within the will. And he cannot break down under whoever steps out upon it. Hebrews chapter six. OK, so with that confirmed with God inviting us to prove to prove him, God says, "Prove me in this, whether I will not open for you windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing which you will not have room to receive. OK, so oh, there's so much, there's a whole sermon just popping up in my mind, but okay. I just want to quickly refer to this. In 2 Kings chapter 4, there's this woman, rich woman, okay? And there comes the prophet, comes by continually, and she said to her husband, let's make room for him. Let's make room for him. So they built a room on the housetop. And she put a bed and a table and a lamp and everything there so that whenever he passes by, he can. But first, he started with a meal. He started, he started eating there. And then she made him a room. She made room for the anointing. She uh, opened the room to receive. Okay? So um, so he said to his servant, what shall we do to You know, Shall we speak to her for the, at, with the king? She says, I dwell among my people. What shall we do? And then his servant says, but she has no child. And he called her and he prophesied a child over her life. Okay? A year later, she held the child in her arms. Okay? So what is it that we need to receive from God? Let's make room for the anointing. Let's make room for what God is doing. So that's essentially what Malachi 3 is saying. So prove me in this. That makes room for us to receive. Prove me in this that I will not pour you out a blessing that you will not even have room enough to receive. Okay? So if we make room, it means the blessing must become bigger than the room that we've made. (laughs) All right? Does this make sense? All right. All right, so um, God responds to faith. God has no interest in Putting laws on you to do certain things. It's not wrung out of you. But God puts certain things in the word so that we can respond by faith. And when we respond by faith, we will see the promise and the blessing of God as he promised it. All right? So it's much like ministering to the sick. You will see the sick healed when you lay your hands on them. But if you reason it away, you're not going to see it. And it's the same with finances. If you reason it away, you're not going to see it. But if you respond in faith, you're going to see it.